This is Annie Fox for Family Confidential, Secrets of Successful Parenting. My guest today is Dr. Ann Paris. Dr. Paris is a clinical psychologist and an empathy expert. She's also the author of the new children's picture book series, The Empathy Way. Hi, Ann. Welcome to Family Confidential. Hi, Annie. Thanks for having me. Oh, it is my pleasure. I'm so glad we connected on Twitter because when I heard about your book's and your series, The Empathy Way, I'm thinking, I need to talk to this person because empathy is, well, I've been working with (sighs) girls and friendship drama, and I see so much of the behavior that they dish out to one another is uh, what I call empathy deficit disorder behavior or mean girl disease. It's like, what is going on here? And so I was really grateful that you sent me the books. I had an opportunity to read through them. I thought, okay, great. Let's start with little kids. And maybe if we can help them build some understanding about what empathy is, how to deal with emotions when they get out of whack so that we can behave um, more kindly towards one another. Yes. Um, so thanks for writing the books, and please tell me um, straight up, um, what gave you the inspiration to write them? Well, I've um, uh, empathy has been kind of the center of my training uh, for 30 years, and um, uh, I come from a theoretical perspective that really places empathy at the heart of not only human relationships, but also growth and development and um I've also had a fascination with apes and have had a, opportunities to work with them and uh, was just amazed at how empathic they were with each other. Um, so I, I had really ideally hoped to combine those two apes and empathy and um, and then I stumbled across a, a woman, Marion Brickner, who uh, just took these stunning photographs of they are of amazing the <laughs> interacting with each other and and the emotional lives that the individuals had and so she and I connected and thought let's let's you Get know together. do book about this and well you know maybe maybe we should start off by actually defining empathy because you know simple way it's like kindness do unto others is it that or is it there more than that. Well, it's more than that, and I think a lot of people do think that it's just being nice, but it's really trying to put yourself in another person's shoes in their position and try to imagine what that feels like for them. Um, And then beyond that, it's trying to see the sense in what they're thinking or feeling or doing and Ah, how sense. That second part, really, really important, and um, I think... For most of us, when we feel attacked or intimidated, um, and I was just finished reading You Scared Me, which is one of the books, and I I really love that because I've been thinking a lot about um, how people use and abuse power in relationships. Um, The idea when we're attacked, um, we retreat or attack back. I think think we're kind of wired that way, but to actually stop and pause and try to understand where the other person's coming from. Wow. Is, is this like maybe too much for a five-year-old to, to be expected to do? I think that usually if you're being attacked, even for an adult, it's 
very hard to find an empathic position with the attacker and that, that often it may not be you that can empathize with what they're going through, but someone else who's, you know, not being attacked can step in and, and try to make sense of the other person's behavior. But, um, you know, ideally, I mean, if we can do that, it, it's, it's really a, a way to melt the anger um, in the other person if you can identify with where they're coming from and, and how it makes sense. Again, from their perspective, you don't have to agree and you may have a very different perspective, but to take that time out and, and really try to understand from the other person's position uh, can be a powerful intervention to stop the behavior. And now I really love the model that you use in the books where when, when the younger bonobos are having, you know, um, relational problems, they often, you know, retreat, they go talk with a parent, and that parent helps them kind of deconstruct what happened and ask some really nice open-ended questions. So, you know, I, I'm not taking too much of a leap, stop me if I am, that this is modeling for parents who might be reading this book, that these are ways that you can work with your own children. Yes, that was our hope, was that not only could kids resonate and identify with the feelings and, and see that their feelings, you know, weren't unusual and that, that other others have the same feelings and reactions, but also to give some par parents some tips and ideas about how to respond in those difficult situations. Yeah, I, I think um, for parents in the home often, um, there may be things going on between siblings. And especially for parents who've seen this kind of sibling stuff going on again and again, sometimes we lose our patience. And we're not always the best mentors, <laughs> um, the, best, the best guides through this empathetic way when we are also just fed up with it. You kids are fighting again. Go to your rooms. And, and in those kinds of situations, um, what, do you, what do you recommend? Well, I, I think that, you know, that's, that brings up a, the idea of, you know, that there are times when it's very difficult to empathize and uh, to be aware of, you know, what those times are for yourself and to, you know, step back, take a break if you need it, um, ask someone else to <laughs> intervene again. Um, and there are different feelings that are often difficult to empathize with if someone's attacking you, if you've uh, uh, feel guilty about, you know, causing your child pain or frustration. Um, it's difficult then to stay with their frustration and mm. try to understand that further. Tell me more about that. Oh, say if, you know, uh, the kid says, I, I want uh, this toy. Right and, now, mom, I want right, it right now. <laughs> And, and it's, it's, you know, getting to the holiday time, lots of commercials on TV, and so you're probably going to see this kind of behavior. Oh, I want that now. Yes. And, you know, for whatever reason, we can't get that for you. Uh, I think, you know, the inclination might be to say no. You know, we can't, you can't have that uh, versus, um, wow, I can see why you'd like that. It's a pretty cool toy. Uh, and to empathize with the child's feeling um, often is what they really need. And then uh, they can handle frustration much better. And you can then say, you know, I, I wish you could have this, but we can't. Wow. We can't okay, that. well, I just had like an insight here. Um, I can imagine the kid 
um, pressing against the parents' resistance and getting more and more frustrated. They saying, I want it. Parents says no, and the shouting gets escalated. But to have the parents say, wow, yeah, that's a really cool toy. Can I understand why you want it. All of a sudden, I feel like, ah, yeah, she, she gets it. We're together, and you know, we're dealing with the reality that's out there, and, and the child can wow. With that much That's easier. so cool, Anne. <laughs> it seems <laughs> seems like you know, kind of a pretty easy thing to do, except um, that awareness to stop fighting and that to take the leadership role as a parent isn't always so easy. Especially as I say, maybe you've had it up to here for the day. Um, right. But and something right. else you said I want to get back to, which is to be aware of essentially, as I would say, which situations frustrate you. Yes. Um, here you are, and it's six thirty. You've had a long day. You've picked up your kid from childcare. You're both hungry. You want to get home, and there's that impulse item at the checkout stand. And and if yes. you, as mom or dad, know that this is one of those situations, you actually have put it on a list. Then yes. I would think maybe you're better able to deal with it in a more effective Just- way. And, you know, another thing that I think that we as parents and even teachers hesitate to do is to insert our own needs. Ah. Uh, It's easier to, you know, like in that example that, um, you know, uh, that we feel like you you shouldn't want that (laughs) or you shouldn't be asking for that right now um, versus... um, owning our own limits and saying, you know what, I'm really tired right now and I, I, I really can't think about this right now. Mm-hmm. It's, it's owning my own needs and, you know, I need for us to talk about this at another time. That sounds like it might work with an older child more readily than a younger child. The idea of saying, you know, mommy's tired right now too. Um, I, I was surprised, um, though, really, how young kids even can oh. respond. It gives them a chance to respond empathically to you. You know, Lovely. when you're not blaming them or saying what they're feeling or behaving is wrong, but that you need something different. Um, you know, they don't feel attacked or they don't feel controlled, but that they're freed up then to start to... Um, uh, put themselves in your shoes, and that's really, you know, the the beginning of of building empathy in children is giving them the opportunity to respond to you too. And oh, that's that's yeah, yeah that's that's, that's wonderful. It's a give and take, and it and it um, it invites um, a richness into a parent child relationship that I think um, is often missing, where parents are not willing to show any vulnerability. Yeah, and and even feel you know as parents, we I think our society has taught us that that we shouldn't ask things of our children. You know mm-hmm. that, that that's wrong and that that's burdening them. And I think you know then it it limits though how much we can be ourselves and have our own needs. And that's the real world, you know. And that's that's the world that our children are going to be dealing with. So the earlier we start with that, I think. You know, the the better and, and the more deeply it can become a part, a natural part of their their experience and expectations that other people have needs too that they need to to respond to. You know, I'm thinking about in terms of creating and maintaining healthy relationships. I mean, if you don't have this empathy piece, 
you're really not going to get very far in in any relationship. There may be the beginning part, and then as soon as someone has some needs or there's some kind of a conflict, um, you know, you may not know how to deal with it and shut down or push them away, and or it just becomes this power struggle and yeah. and, and an impasse. You know, that that no problem solving can happen until each person feels understood in their perspective and that their perspective is reasonable <laughs> you know that it's not you know you i understand how you feel and it's wrong or it's stupid you know it's i can you know make sense that you would feel that given this and i feel something different and it, it really does allow for problem solving then to come out of that so so tell me we only have a couple minutes left but i'm, I'm really interested in knowing how the empathy ways you've um, outlined it and, and demonstrated in this um, wonderful series of books is is different from other character development programs that might be going on in elementary schools and in, in middle schools and higher. Well, I, I think that there's a real experiential piece in seeing the photographs, and, and it's one reason why we made print books more than uh, video ebooks, because there's something about immersing with the photographs and, and really um, seeing the feelings there and that that makes it a, a it's not just being taught to you it's you're feeling it and that it, it seeps into your heart and and um, that that it goes beyond just you know telling kids not to bully or you know you should be nice or but but that that you can really live it and and feel it and i think even adults can you know yeah. these photographs. I, I i think that they are very affecting photos and um you know we'll, we'll be showing them throughout this this podcast as we're talking about them um i love the fact that we can connect with um with these apes and and the and the language that you've you've accompanied the photos with is is very it's it's simple and yet it feels very real in terms of when when the characters in the book um, describe how they're feeling when something happens to them and I think the the idea of the parent or teacher's guide that goes with it also um, gives a lot of opportunity for for adults working with kids to really explore these kinds of things because I'm pretty sure in every family and in every classroom these kinds of situations happen, oh, many times during the day, moment right? After moment after moment, yes, yes. Every moment. So it's not some kind of abstract thing. And, yes. um, and that there are two sides to every conflict. There's me and my feelings and, and you and your feelings. And if I can have some understanding of why you behave the way you did, I can also understand why I behave the way I did, and maybe we could calm down and talk about it. Yes. I, I guess as a final point, I'd, I'd like to say that empathy is a very powerful intervention. And I think that a lot of parents, teachers, adults feel like they should do something and that that having empathy is, is not doing something, that they should be directing or, or controlling or taking charge of situations. When really, you know, empathy is a powerful intervention and it can soothe and strengthen and really bring people to their best in thinking and clarity. And, um, you know, I think to, to re understand and recognize that 
giving an empathic response is doing something very powerful. And and we can start doing that more often and it becomes more the natural go-to place when yes. we're feeling that way. You calm down and then you think, okay, instead of a counterattack, how might I respond more empathetically? And I loved what you said earlier about empathy having the ability to melt away those angry feelings. It's true. Yes. It's absolutely. Sadness, um, yeah, anything. It, it's pretty amazing. Well, thank you so much, Anne. I, I really appreciate this conversation, especially in, in light of the fact that um, of the, the work that I do and, and kind of the zeitgeist about um, what's going on online and, and the acceleration of, of people's kind of nasty behavior. This is, this is a, um, a welcome um, respite from that. And, and actually, it, it is a powerful tool. So, so I, want, I want parents and, and teachers to, to think about bringing more of this into their teaching. Um, before we sign off, can you please give us um, a website where we could find out more about your work? Sure. Uh, the Empathy Way series is www.empathyway.com. Uh, I've also got a, a personal website, uh, www.annparis.com, and that's A N N E P A R I S. Uh, we'll always have Paris. It's <laughs> <Yes. laughs> great. Well, thank you again for the work you do and for being with us today, Anne. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. This is Annie Fox for Family Confidential. To learn more about my work with parents, tweens, and teens, visit AnnieFox.com. Check out my new book, The Girls' Q&A Book on Friendship, 50 Ways to Fix a Friendship Without the Drama. It's now available in print and for Kindle. What a perfect holiday gift for the 8- to 12-year-old girl in your life. She really wants nothing more than to feel confident dealing with friendship issues, and The Girls' Q&A Book on Friendship can absolutely help with that. Family Confidential Podcast is produced by Electric Egg Plant, creators of books and apps for parents, kids, tweens, and teens. Next week is Christmas, and we won't be in the studio, but we will be rebroadcasting one of our most popular podcasts, my interview with Dr. Deborah Gilboa, a.k.a. Dr. G. Dr. G and I will be talking about raising resilient kids. Until then, happy parenting and happy holidays. Thank you.